and welcome to Spanish Answers, a podcast that gives you unas llavitas claves as you unlock your Spanish language adventure. I'm your host, Sarah, with Language Answers, and since we are entering into the holiday season, are you all ready for some delicious turkey and sweet pumpkin pie? I sure am. I decided that from now until the end of the year, we will focus on fun, less serious topics. After all, the end of the year is upon us. Let's have a little fun. So in today's episode, episode 62, we'll explore some fun and sometimes weird Spanish sayings from around the world. So let's begin. Let's look at two phrases from each Spanish-speaking country we focused on throughout the year. Spain, Mexico, Colombia, Argentina, Peru, and Venezuela. Now, because this is a cultural experience in and of itself, we won't be having any cultural tips at the end of this episode. And since the rest of the episodes are going to be similar in nature for the rest of the year, we won't have any more cultural tips until next year. So... So let's begin. We'll have a total of 12 fun sayings from Spanish-speaking countries, and our first two come from Spain. So the first one is gastar saliva, gastar saliva, and that literally translates to waste saliva, to waste saliva. And it's basically the English equivalent of to waste your breath. So when do you use it? When you're pretty sure talking about something won't help or change someone's mind. Here's an example. No gasta saliva hablando de política con ellos. Solo te enojará. Don't waste your breath talking politics with them. It'll only make you angry. The second one is Las cosas claras y el chocolate espeso. Las cosas claras y el chocolate espeso. Or, things should be clear and the chocolate thick. It's basically the English equivalent of cut to the chase. Or, just tell me what you want to say. So when do you use it? When someone is rambling and won't get to the point. The chocolate part, el chocolate espeso, is referring to how Spaniards like their hot chocolate, nice and thick. Side note, Spanish churros are typically plain and it is common to eat them as a snack with hot chocolate. You dip them, which is delicious, and then can drink the hot chocolate as well. It tastes pretty good. It was something I really enjoyed having at un cafe in Sevilla. Now. I have included in the show notes some recipes for Spanish churros and hot chocolate from Spanish sabores. Full transparency, I haven't made these recipes, but they are on my to-do list this fall season, and I really love Spanish sabores, so I'm pretty sure her recipes are going to be spot on. Anyways, an example of this phrase would be, anda ya, las cosas claras y el chocolate espeso. Come on already, just cut to the chase. Our next two come from Mexico. So the first one is tener coco. Tener coco, which is basically to have coconut. Literally, that's what it is, to have coconut. It's the English equivalent of to be a smart cookie. So when do you use it? When someone is particularly clever or smart. An example, mi hermano tiene coco. Se graduó con las mejores calificaciones. My brother is a smart cookie. He graduated valedictorian. The next one is a darle que es mole de olla. A darle que es mole de olla. So to give one that which is mole de olla. Its English equivalent is, well, honestly, the closest thing I can think of is my undergrad school motto, 
which was Latin for strength rejoices in the challenge. Believe me, that got used a lot during finals week. So when do you use this phrase? When you want to encourage someone to do something cheerfully or to highlight that just because a task is hard doesn't mean it shouldn't be done. So here's an example. Persona A. No quiero hacer mi proyecto. Es muy difícil. Persona B. Sí, pero a darle que es mole de olla. So person A. I don't want to do my project. It is very difficult. Person B. Yes, but strength rejoices in the challenge. Side note, mole de olla is actually a type of soup. If you'd like to see an example, I've included a link to a recipe that's from one of my favorite food blogs, Mexico in My Kitchen. Now, I have never tried it, and it's a bit out of my budget for now, but hopefully someday. All right, our next two come from Colombia. So the first one is mugre que no mata engorda. Mugre que no mata engorda, which basically is dirt that doesn't kill you makes you fat. Our English equivalent would be the five second rule. So when do you use this? When you drop something on the floor, but eat it anyway. Example, persona A. Oh no, se me cayó el chocolate. Persona B. Mugre que no mata engorda. So person A. Oh no, I dropped my chocolate. Person B. Five second rule. And yes, I would be that person if it was chocolate. Side note, I suppose you could also use the classic rhyme here that we have in English. God made dirt, dirt don't hurt. If I die, God knows why. So there you go, another English equivalent. The next one is son como uña y mugre. Son como uña y mugre. They are like fingernail and dirt. So the English equivalent would be they are like two peas in a pod. So when do you use it? You use this phrase when you're talking about two people who are really close and who get along really well. Perhaps our best friends, etc. So an example would be, Estas chicas son como uña y mugre. These two girls are like two peas in a pod. Alright, our next two phrases come from Argentina. The first one is, Estar remando en dulce de leche. Estar remando en dulce de leche. To be rowing in dulce de leche. And side note for those of you who don't know, dulce de leche is a caramel sauce that is milk-based and very popular in Spanish culture. Now, the English equivalent of this phrase would be up the creek without a paddle, or as they would say in England, it's a sticky wicket. I love that phrase. So when do you use estar remando en dulce de leche? When you find yourself in a tricky situation that is hard to resolve or get out of. An example could be Compré dos boletos para el juego este sábado para mi amigo y yo, pero olvidé que le prometí a mi esposa que cuidaría a los niños para que pudiera visitar a su amiga enferma. Estoy remando en dulce de leche. I bought two tickets to the game this Saturday for my friend and I, but I forgot that I promised my wife I'd watch the kids so she could visit her sick friend. I am up the creek without a paddle. Side note. Dulce de leche is extremely important in Argentinian culture. Now, while I've never made it myself, I have found two recipes online that, of course, I've included the links to in the show notes. One suggests that it takes three hours to make and another an hour and 15 minutes. I have no idea which one will be better, but hopefully I can find out. I also found a recipe in Spanish that also gives you an easy hack for making it quickly, quote unquote. Now, I don't have any go-to food blogs for Argentinian cuisine, so if you know of one, please pass it along. Also, I found out that there's a World Dulce de Leche Day, which is every October 11th. Sweet! Moving right along, though, our second one is Estar al Horno 
con papas. Estar al horno con papas. To be in the oven with chips. So it's the English equivalent of to be toast, or perhaps even to be eaten alive. So when do we use it? When you are in some deep trouble or hot water and have to face the consequences, you can also add con papas for emphasis. An example would be, olvidé mi presentación de hoy. Estoy al horno con papas. Mi jefe me va a matar. I forgot today's presentation. I'm toast. My boss is going to kill me. Our next two come from Peru. So the first is hacer una chancha. Hacer una chancha. To make a female pig. The English equivalent would be to split the bill. It's a really weird phrase. I don't understand how it came to be with una chancha, but there it is. So when do you use it? Basically, whenever you and your friends are going to split the bill. Example, amigo A. Hacemos chancha? Amigo B. Si. Friend A. Are we all splitting the bill? Friend B. Yes. The next one is also fantastic. Ser un Coca-Cola. Ser un Coca-Cola. To be a Coca-Cola. Literally, that's what it means. The English equivalent is to be cuckoo. So when do you use this phrase? When you want to say that someone is crazy. Example, Emilio es un Coca-Cola. Emilio is cuckoo, or he's crazy. I don't know how exactly Coca-Cola got to mean that, but it's fantastic. Now, our next two and final two come from Venezuela. Now, I know, I know, technically we haven't talked about Venezuela yet in our cultural tips, but in 2022, it will be the first country we focus on for them. So in the spirit of the holiday season, here are two extra sayings. Te va a morder un peluche. Te va a morder un peluche. A teddy bear is going to bite you. Our English equivalent would be, you're going to be struck by lightning. Uh, kind of. So when do you use it? If someone is being clever to take advantage of a situation, you can warn them with this. An example would be, Luis, estás jugando un juego peligroso. Te va a morder un peluche. Luis, you are playing a dangerous game. A teddy bear is going to bite you. So, like I said, it's kind of the equivalent of you're going to be struck by lightning, but without the religious undertones. <laughs> and finally, vas a seguir Abigail? Vas a seguir Abigail? Are you going to keep going, Abigail? The English equivalent would be, oh, do stop going on and on about it. Or, are you still going on about that? So when do you use it? If someone is going on and on about something and you're tired of hearing it, you can simply say this phrase as a way to let them know you're done. Example, persona A, me dijo mi hermana, blah, blah, blah. Persona B, vas a seguir Abigail? Person A, my sister told me, blah, blah, blah. Person B, are you still going on about that? Interesting side note, this phrase comes from a famous 80s telenovela called Abigail, or Abigail, and while it was pretty popular, it kept going and going and eventually became monotonous and boring. Hence, you now have the phrase, Vas a seguir, Abigail? So there you have it. 12 fun and a bit weird Spanish phrases. So what are some of your favorite phrases in Spanish? 
please tell me either in the in the blog comments or leave me a review or just send me a quick note. I would love to hear it. Well, that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to check out the show notes for links to the resources I used for this episode. If you would prefer to read an approximate transcription of today's episode, you can also visit the episode's blog. I would love to help you on your Spanish journey, so if you have any questions about Spanish culture or grammar, or if you need a personal tutor or language consultant for your business, you can reach me at contact at languageanswers.com or visit my website for more information at www.languageanswers.com. Remember, learning a language is a lifelong journey. Aprovechalo, disfrútalo y compártelo. See you in two weeks. Hasta luego.